Thanksgiving already. This is the best holiday, by the way. I think it's the best holiday. It's my favorite holiday. And I think it's disrespected because everyone focuses on Halloween and dressing up and the parties and stuff. And then as soon as Halloween is over, and sometimes even before then, everyone focuses on Christmas and that holiday season. I think it's time it stops. <laughs> I think we need, to, we need to respect one of the best holidays, in my opinion, the best holiday that we have here in the States. And that's Thanksgiving. And it's only because of the food. But anyway, uh, if, you're, if you're driving on your way, maybe you're, you're like, you know what? I want to listen to some classroom brew as I drive to my family's place or my, my spouse's family's place, some, your family's place, if it's your spouse, whatever, or a significant other's place, whatever it may be. Maybe you're going to a Friendsgiving and you're on the way there. or Maybe you're oddly eating your Thanksgiving or Friendsgiving dinner and you're listening to classroom brew. I don't know. Whatever, if you're, whatever you're drinking, wherever you are, whatever it may be, you know, let's, let's say cheers to Thanksgiving break. There is a Marty hair in my drink. Gross. Let me get that out real quick. And we'll just say, we'll say cheers to making it to Thanksgiving break. And, you know, hopefully making it to the next break without, you know, you know, going unscathed. It was only a two day week. I actually had like a slight emergency as I was only there for one day. And I kind of regret going for that one day. <laughs> but yeah, welcome to, welcome to Classroom Brew. Uh, you can subscribe on Patreon, you can give us a rating and review, whatever it might be, and you can listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Comment Hero of the Week. When someone's being an ass in the comment section, but they have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. What's going on is you failed fucking social studies. Or, when you see someone call that person out, they are our Comment Hero of the Week. Yeah! Even though some heroes do call out those idiots, remember... Don't call out a comment hero in the comment section. You can't fix them, and you can't fix stupid. I saw there was this article on District 65, and they canceled uh, their classes on Monday and Tuesday because there's a teacher shortage. Oh, ooh, I made that too strong. And man, you, I wonder why there's a teacher shortage. Bit.ly slash teacher hate if you're wondering why there's a teacher shortage. That's bit.ly slash teacher hate. And uh, yeah, they canceled it. And there's plenty of different comment heroes, but we're not going to focus on them because we all know they're probably saying something to the effect of, and this is based on what I saw when I read the article and the comments in it briefly. Uh, oh, great. Another reason for teachers not to go to work. Ugh. The same bullshit they said when we had vaccine awareness day and, you know, just take a chance to, to blame the teachers. So that's fun. Uh, I think one thing that's interesting is that the, the teacher hate Teacher hate being an aggressive term. Most people that are not working in schools, that, that is teacher hate. But people that are in the building, it's more like microaggressions towards teachers. I don't know if that's the right term, but like, that's the best term I can think of, is a microaggression towards teachers. And the, the big thing that I'm thinking of is this like, double standard when it comes to like, offering flexibility and grace. We're told every single day, make sure you're, being, you're offering grace to students. You're being flexible. Or as Kai put it, this is un these are unprecedented times. Stop saying unprecedented. <laughs> we're sick of hearing it, we know. But, but the point being, things where it's like, if the students need to take four weeks to do one assignment and then do nothing else, you should let them. But at the same time, teachers, make sure you're doing your logs every single day for X, Y, and Z. The, the big thing with the logs, uh, we have to contact, for not, not our job, by the way, not our job. We have to contact whenever students have poor attendance or whatever it might be. 
Normally, schools and districts have people that are assigned to do that, and we do, we do too. But, you know, here we are. And my, my frustration with this, this double standard on flexibility and grace, is that our admin sent us an email being like, uh, we want to provide teachers a little bit of flexibility and grace because we know there's a lot on your plate. So instead of doing your weekly logs on a Google Doc that's easy to access, we're going to let you do your weekly logs on the gradebook system known as Aspen, where it takes like 16 menu options to get to, add, to get to the point when you can add a log for one kid. So the flexibility and grace to teachers, it's not, hey, don't worry about these logs so often, or hey, don't worry about them at all because it's not your job anyway, but we're asking you to do it and it's your professional job. Anyways, uh, we're just asking you, you know, you don't get to like skip it. We don't get to take something off your plate, but we're going to just shift it to this other plate <laughs> that you already have. And it doesn't change the amount of work that you have, but we hope this helps your mental health teachers. And we're supposed to go, okay, thanks so much. Great. You didn't do jack shit for us, but thanks for changing where we have to go and, and actually making it more complicated in your efforts to offer teachers flexibility and grace. <laughs> is that the title of the episode? Nah, we'll find something better than flexibility and grace. I don't know. It is what it is. Um, for, th- for this one right here, we've, we've got this other, I don't know what you would call it, um, the, like poor COVID conditions. And I, I released this release Sounds like a press release. I'm not a press person, not, not a media person. Uh, I guess sort of am, but you know what? Uh, basically, the, the Chicago Public Schools, they sent this email to us. Uh, the, the meme that I created was like, hey, we're teachers struggling and pretty much begging CPS to, to give us safe working conditions with COVID. Meanwhile, like the cleaning services and things like that and the COVID precautions are just getting to, like, diminished more and more every single day, every single hour. But CPS has the audacity to send us an email about, make sure you're doing your part to protect all of us over your Thanksgiving break. Make sure, you, make sure that you are celebrating responsibly. It's like, fuck you. You don't want to get our classrooms cleaned once a week, but you're going to have the audacity to send us an email about staying safe over Thanksgiving break. It's kind of like when they were like, you're the ones at parent-teacher conferences, we'll talk about that. You're like the, the number one trusted source of communication. Please encourage families to get a vaccine. It's like, remember when you were calling us like pieces of shit that did, like, didn't want to do our jobs and now suddenly we are trusted? <laughs> you, didn't, uh, you didn't ask us to be like your trusted advisors when it came to like COVID conditions, but we're going to be your trusted spokesperson, spokespeople when it comes to advocating that parents get their kids vaccinated. I'm not, gonna, I'm not having that conversation. You know how many anti-vax conversations I had with parents that were unprovoked that <laughs> I never want to have again? Uh, I had like an, um, a Satanist parent try to talk to me about how, you know, isn't this too much, as a former episode, um, but like I literally got back from like a funeral like the week before because of COVID and this parent on the phone has the audacity on speakerphone that Katie could overhear to be like, I think this is all overkill. This is really nothing. And it's like, I just went to a funeral motherfucker, um, or student motherfucker, you know, because the student's mother. Um, but yeah, this is a thing where. And granted, part of this email from CPS, again, staying safe over Thanksgiving break, part of it is like precautions for people that are non-vaccinated or not vaccinated. Um, but they're, they're talking about like, there's another COVID-19 surge. Let's, let's just put this all in perspective. They're worried about a surge, but at the same time, they don't accurately report COVID-19, what do you call it? Outbreaks? So for context, we've had like seven people that I know of, students and staff, 
sorry, nine people now, uh, students and staff that have confirmed cases of COVID. But our school on the official, like Chicago Public Schools, like what schools have what numbers, it says zero. They're just ignoring nine cases of COVID because they're claiming through contact tracing, which by the way, they ask them two questions, so it's bullshit. They're claiming that because it didn't originate at the school, that they can't count it toward the school's COVID numbers. Personally, if I'm a parent or a student or a teacher, and I am a teacher, or just a human being, I don't care like, hey, how many cases came from your school? What I care about is how many people in your building have COVID and could potentially get to my kid or get to me or get to whoever. That's all that matters. But that's not what CPS is reporting because they want to make it seem like, even though they're diminishing their, their cleanliness standards and their COVID protocols, they want to make it seem like it's not a problem. But then they have the audacity to send this email saying, hey, there's a surge coming with COVID or there's a surge happening right now. So make sure that you do your part to, what did they say? Please celebrate safely and gather with care. You hold the power to respect yourselves and your school communities from the COVID-19 surge now and over the weeks to come. CPS, you've had the power this whole time <laughs> to do something. The number was like three to four cases of COVID at one time, close the schools down. When we had like five or six at a time, they're like, ah, they didn't originate there, so it doesn't matter. Not how it works. That's not how it works. And granted, you know, there's some things in here that like, I get it. They're encouraging people to get vaccinated. They're encouraging uh, people that are unvaccinated to follow certain like guidelines and things like that. But it just, it, it kind of comes through like the guise of like, fuck you. You know what I mean? Where it's like, hey, we're pretending it's not an issue and we're putting teachers in harm's way and we're not really backing you up. But since we really know that it is an issue when we're on break, we want to make sure you guys aren't bringing anything back, you dirty fucks. Uh, so like when they close it with like, thank you for your support and commitment to keeping our schools safe. ACPS would be nice if you did the same. Went like ASMR there. So I don't know. And granted, this is from the chief health officer. Uh, obviously, this uh, person is not like to blame for CPS's issues, but they have a hand in it. So they could do something, I don't know, anything to, you know, help us out. But I digress. Or do I? It's a podcast. Can we digress? I don't know. Um, that said, though, there was this article. There were these students. This is from, yeah, sorry, guys. Detroit Free Press. So, sorry, you know, it was Detroit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, students at MLK High School walked out in protest because of a lack of COVID precautions. Uh, so good for them. The, they did a, a walkout at noon. It lasted about 20 minutes. And basically, their, their reason for walking out and protesting is because, well, they're citing underreported COVID cases by administration. Sounds like CPS. Failed social distancing and no deep cleaning. Sounds like CPS. A lack of a hybrid option. Sounds like CPS. And lack of support from admin when it comes to COVID protocols. This sounds like my district. Should we walk out? Probably. Will we? Dunno. Uh, so the, the principal said the COVID concerns shared by some staff members, let's be honest, probably all of them, are real and are acknowledged by the district through the recent decision to move instruction online each Friday in December to allow for deep cleaning of all buildings. That sounds good. We used to do that on Wednesday. We don't do it anymore. Why? I don't know. Talk to Aramark and also CPS. So, I mean, that's nice that they're at least doing that, but the issue of, you know, reporting positive cases, it sounds like a corporate line. 
we will continue to follow the safety guidance of the district, participate in weekly testing, and report positive cases as required. Because he said as required, it goes back to that statement of they're only marking it if it originates from the school. Oh, sorry about that. I was on a big roll there. And then Marty heard something. So naturally, that means he's got to protect this house. Um, he's a good boy, though. He's just protecting the house. But don't need to bark when we're doing a podcast, bud. Um, anyways, yeah, that's, that's the issue. So good for those students in Detroit. Uh, MLK High School, you know, doing their protest. And hopefully, you know, things change and get better. Uh, and good for District 65 for canceling their classes because of a shortage. I think that's, I think that's awesome. So, anyway, um, there is this new, well, not new thing, but we wanted to take some questions that are, are posed to teachers because it's come to our attention that not only do we have teacher listeners and admin listeners, sorry, admin, but this is kind of a rough one for you, kind of putting you under the bus here, um, but we also have some students that apparently listen in, uh, in different parts of the world, uh, which is pretty cool, and, and different parts of the country as well. This country's, this, this country, this podcast is based in the United States, uh, but it's cool that, you know, we have such a wide reach. So what I thought I would do is go to uh, Reddit. And I'm afraid of Reddit. It's a little scary there. Don't know how to use it very well. Uh, and take some, some questions. So this is the Reddit uh, subreddit. I don't know what they're called. The page on Reddit, it's called Ask Teachers. Uh, and we got a few screenshots here. Uh, thank you, Matt, for, for sending these. And uh, we'll tackle those. Now, I do want to give you the advisory on this one that some of these are a little bit long. So very thoughtful questions, I should say. Um, this one is from uh, Just Another Human 255 from five days ago. So that today is uh, the 24th, the day before Thanksgiving. So this is from uh, not that long ago. Nice. Uh, it says, relationships with students, your perspective versus theirs. It says, high school senior feeling curious. I've always had a positive relationship with most of my own teachers, rarely, if ever, turned in late work, actively participated, asked questions, helped around the classroom whenever I could, often been used as a good example, and chosen for leadership positions. I also have a few who've expressed to me their gratitude, <clears throat> excuse me, of having me as a student, thanked me for small gestures I didn't realize would mean so much to them, etc. However, there's this thought in the back of my mind of, what if they secretly don't like me? In other words, is their opinion of me really the same as what they think? Well, as what they say it is, had a stroke for a second. So, are there any students <clears throat> uh, you have who think they're absolutely outstanding when they're really not? Or perhaps the opposite, where they think they're annoying slash a burden, but you actually really enjoy teaching them and getting to know them? And I'll say this, that's a really, that's a good question. That's a fair question. Um, I, I honestly, even though it shouldn't really matter, I, I want my students to like me personally, so I understand the inclination for a student to want their teachers to like them. When I was a student, that was the same thing as well. Uh, there's some responses from other people. I'm just going to go with my own response on this one. But um, yes, there are absolutely some students that have a high opinion of themselves <laughs> uh, uh, and probably need to be brought down a little bit to earth. That said, I'm never going to be the one to do that because let's just say that I'm someone's last straw. I don't want to be in that position to do that someone. I, I, I want to be a positive influence and make sure that they feel good in my classroom. Um, I have more students that definitely think that they are annoying and have said like, I know I'm being annoying. And I'm like, you're not. You're really not. Uh, and it's just one of those things where it comes down to your own self-worth and where you're at in life and confidence. And that's, you know, a challenging thing when, I mean, this is a high school senior. Uh, 
definitely a stage where transition's coming up and trying to question where they are at in their in their lives and time and space and who they are. And that's a scary time, you know? Uh, hopefully figuring out what schools you're going to or what career you want to go into right away or both, whatever. You never know. Uh, but that's definitely the case. There, if, if any teacher says that they love all their students, I think they're full of shit. Granted, I've never had a student where I'm like, oh my God, awful person, awful human being. But I've definitely had some students where I'm like, you know what? Not a big fan, you know? And hopefully that doesn't come through. I think I've got any student that I might not be a fan of, I've got them fooled and they don't know that uh, I might not be a fan. But that's definitely the, you know, definitely the case. I do think the one red flag is whether or not, you know, it's, you know, positive but really negative behind the scenes or uh, negative but actually positive behind the scenes is that the, the quality of education and the way they're being, you're being treated, that doesn't change. I had a, a teacher when I was in middle school that definitely didn't like me. She was like an interim slash uh, temporary teacher when, when my teacher had a baby for science in sixth grade. And uh, that might be giving away something, but I don't really care because she really sucked. And I've talked about her before in the past. But for whatever reason, she really didn't like me. And she refused to call me by my first name. She would only call, call me by my last name without like a mister or anything like that. No prefix, just last name. And I even expressed to her personally, to my mom, so that when she went to a parent-teacher conference, she could say, hey, can you call Ryan by his first name, the name that he would like to be called? And she just refused. And I don't know why. And so clearly, uh, I don't know if I ever called, I don't think I ever called her out, but I wanted to be like, hey, motherfucker, why, why are you being such an asshole to me? I literally did nothing to you. Uh, there's a whole other issue, a whole other separate thing with that. Maybe we'll do a bonus episode about that in addition to some other updates. But um, that was very clearly an, an instance where I knew the teacher didn't like me and they acted as such, which gave me the indication. Uh, also just would penalize me for the s- smallest bullshit where if I compared my grades on an assignment to another student's with like the same answers or some shit like that or similar quality, uh, there was clearly some bias going against me there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, you know, getting to know your teachers and students getting to know, sorry, teachers getting to know students and vice versa, um, it's a factor. I think humans, you know, you are not going to, you know, mesh well with everybody. You're going to clash. Um, but I think that's, it sounds like this is a very like positive student. I've never had like a student that is clearly like a good person, tries to do the right thing and is very hardworking. I've never heard anything bad about those types of students. So for just another human, 255, if you're ever listening to this and if you're hearing this, then we know that you are. <laughs> um, I hope that provides some, some clarity, but just like humans, right? I'm sure you knew that. Uh, this question <laughs> ties in perfectly to uh, what we just talked about with parent-teacher conferences. And this is the same, same feed, Ask Teachers. This is from uh, Discombobulated Dog 84 uh, And the question is, when and why do parents blame the teacher for their kids' bad grades and behavior? It says, I have read many stories that show parents blaming the teachers for their kids' bad grades and poor behavior. Can someone explain this? So there's a response. I don't have to go into this in too much detail because we've talked about this in the past, bit.ly slash teacher8, but uh, us. Seya Dina, Dina, 33 days ago said, because the alternative is to A, blame their kid, or B, blame themselves. Most people don't want to do that. And Teach Like a Hawk responded, I came to write this answer. This is it. There is no other answer. Which brings me to my point on 
uh, parent-teacher conferences. And there was a particular parent with their children, and there were like six of them. And let me just say, I'm amazed that the large lunchroom, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna emphasize that again, the very large lunchroom, I am amazed that that very large lunchroom could contain all of the personalities of this family. And what I mean by that is the mother, child one, child two, child three, child four, and probably child five somewhere that was running around, and child six who probably didn't go but was on the phone with FaceTime or whatever because there was, it was a whole thing. It was a lot. And this particular parent seemed to have a response or an excuse, more, more likely, uh, for everything. And I don't even teach this particular family. I don't have any of them. I think they're all freshmen or freshmen, junior, whatever. I don't have them. Um, it's a lot of personalities for one room. <laughs> Let's put it that way. And it sounded like a lot of, uh, a lot of the, what this person's talking about right here, which is very true, is that people don't want to see that their child or themselves are to blame. And in some cases, this parent was taking blame where it's like, yep, that's me, that's me, that's me, that's me. But it was mostly pacifying certain behaviors where it's like, yeah, you know, uh, they didn't get the cereal they wanted, so that's why they punched that kid in the face. You're like, what? Or it's like, yeah, you know, th- this, is, this is actually, that first one was, was BS as an example based on some, some of the other responses. But this is a real one. School for us starts at 8 o'clock. It ends at 3.15. So first period is 8 o'clock. Eighth period ends at 3.15. That's a normal school day. And so apparently this, this one of the 17 kids that this you know, parent had, one of the 17 kids um, shows up late every day. And the parent's excuse was, oh, sorry, I thought school started at 8.15 every day. Why would it start at 8.15 ever? Why is that a thing? Also, the other issue, according to this first period teacher, is that the student's arriving at 8.45. <laughs> so in other words, they're only getting five minutes of class and they show up smelling like weed. Probably like, that was me. That was me. It's, I'm responsible. I'm the one that was smoking with them. I, actually, I shouldn't joke about that because there are some parents that do smoke with their kids because you want to talk to their parent at a parent conference, like a separate, not like the parent-teacher conferences, but just a parent conference where it's like, hey, we need your child to stop coming to school high as hell and I feel like I'm getting secondhand high from them. But meanwhile, the parent is also like blazed out of their mind. (laughs) It's kind of hard to have a conversation about that. It's like, why are you wearing sunglasses? It's like, I don't know about it. It's like, never mind. I, I know exactly why. So, but yeah, this, this one parent just excuses for everything, even blaming some teachers. Like, like I swear to God, like this woman and her, her 87 kids that she had was going around to each of the teachers being like, why does my kid have 17 tardies and, and 14 absences? It's like, because they do. What do you mean? I had a student do that where they were like, I was absent 20 times. You marked me absent 20 times. No, I wasn't. I was like, okay, you can gaslight me for 15 minutes about this, but I'm not gonna waste my time. If, if I marked you tardy, you were tardy. I don't know what else to tell you. I'm not wasting my time. You shouldn't waste yours. But instead this kid like complained for like 15, 20 minutes. And then he was like, oh man, we only got like four minutes left. And I was like, you had like 15 to 20 minutes <laughs> to do this, but you wanted to yell at me. Not yell, he didn't yell. You wanted to complain to me about your tardies or whatever. So it was weird. When, when this woman, uh, again, a lot of personalities, when she and her 864 children or whatever, and all their personalities were, were in the room, we'll just say 864, we'll just call it an even 865. But between those 865 people, they all had like a thousand personalities. So we're talking a lot of, a lot of stuff from one room. But it was like going around and just like gaslighting the teachers. 
where it's like, no, 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 no. They weren't, they weren't late this many days. I know there's data on this and you guys mark this and it's verified based on like the timestamps from when they swipe in their ID at the front entrance, but this didn't happen. You must have made a mistake. It's like, okay, I, I don't, I don't want to be a part of this conversation anymore. Get the fuck out. I don't know. Parent-teacher conferences are always, always very interesting. Um, this last one here, this one I found very interesting because the issue of extra credit comes up a lot. And I swear to whatever God you believe in that my students would rather do extra credit than regular credit. They'd rather get the seconds on their meal without eating the first plate from their dinner or whatever it might be. And so uh, no-satisfaction-4733, uh, this was about a month and a half ago, uh, posed the question, as a teacher, do you allow extra credit to individual students that may be struggling? Wouldn't it be who may be struggling? I don't know. Um, and out of 171 people, most people said yes, but with requirements. Uh, second place went to no. Third place went to yes. And then uh, fourth place, aka last place, went with no, with exceptions. Uh, I don't know. I, the, the extra credit issue, it's so bad where if I ask, there, there's straight up a few assignments in my grade book where like four kids out of like 50 actually did it. So like of like the 50 sophomores that I have in US this year, or sorry, maybe it's 50 or 60, I don't know. Like literally single digits, like talking like 10% or less that the kids are doing it. But that same group of kids that like the other, you know, 45, 55, however many kids that didn't do it are like, can I get extra credit? I'm really struggling. It's like you, let's just pretend, I don't care too much about point numbers, but let's just pretend the extra credit assignment is 10 points. You would rather do a 10 point assignment to hopefully boost your grade by some very small, minute percentage. Minute the right word? I don't know. Instead of just doing the work that you should have done that would actually improve your grade. You're passing on $100 bills so you can get 10 cents here and 10 cents there. And then you're wondering when you do that extra credit assignment, you're like, how come my grade barely went up? I thought by doing that one sentence reflection, I would go from an F to, I don't know, an A plus because I did extra credit. It's like, do you know how math works? No, you don't because I've seen your math grade. I don't know. It's weird. It's a weird year. Weird things are going on. Marty's a little bit confused on why we're doing this right now. And he's like, what is this weird thing that Ryan is doing? I don't know what his name is for me, but I'm very curious. If he ever spoke English, I would first ask him, do you know how much we love you? The second question I would ask him is, what do you call Katie and I? We call you Marty, our beloved puppy, but what do you call us? So with that, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. This was a, I don't know, I had a good time. Hopefully you did too, but have a good Thanksgiving or if you're listening to this afterwards, I hope it was a good one. And um, yeah, stay safe and all that good stuff. And uh, you can reach us at Classroom Brew on social media, that's Instagram and Twitter and TikTok and all that stuff. Uh, you can email me, classroombrew at gmail.com. If you want to be on the podcast itself, you can call in, or if you're in the area, we can do an in-person one, or we can meet up, whatever it may be. You can just reach out on social media or email. Uh, subscribe on Patreon, that's patreon.com slash classroombrew. Appreciate all the support. Uh, it's awesome that you guys are still eating up these episodes. I really appreciate it. And uh, until next week, class dismissed.